Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita podcast. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan and Balaram. And we are on chapter two, text 66 today. We are on day 42 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita in a year. So um, with that... Translation, one who is not connected with the Supreme in Krishna consciousness can have neither transcendental intelligence nor a steady mind, without which there is no possibility of peace. And, uh, and how can there be any happiness without peace? Thank you. So here, Krishna is answering this last section from 54 to 72. is actually an answer to Arjuna's question, four-part question it was. So right now we are in the middle of the fourth part. The fourth, fourth question was, how do the seers, how do the wise people engage their senses? And that answer is going on from 64 to 71. In the previous session, we discussed 64 and 65 verses. There, Krishna essentially made the point that when there is regulation, when there is regulated engagement, then we can gradually move towards uh, purification. And now Krishna is talking about the alternative trajectory now. See, Krishna said that by regulation, one can eventually attain satisfaction. That was the trajectory that Krishna described in 64 and 65 verses. Now, In one verse, he is summarizing the alternative trajectory. He will go forward with an example a little later, but let's look at what he's saying. So he's using the word yukta, that's the Sanskrit word. Now, yukta is a variant of the word yoga or yogi. So now, in the Bhagavad context, the word yoga is used in, with many meanings, but broadly it means connection. Here, in this, connect, in this context, we could say yukta broadly, broadly means engaged absorbed and what Krishna is saying over here is that we all need to engage ourselves so you could say engagement is at the physical level you need to be engaged physically and absorption is more at the mental level and when we have both these things that is when we are spiritually safe this is a state of being connected. So if we are disconnected, if we are disengaged, disconnected could mean either we are we are disengaged, then we are dis distracted. And then Krishna is saying that three things will happen. Nasti buddhir ayuktasya. 
there will no intelligence for such a person nachayuktasya bhavana no steady mind no peace no happiness well these are four four distinct consequences but you could say also these four also go linearly that we get disconnected we lose our intelligence once we our intelligence becomes loose then there's nothing to restrain or steady our mind and if our mind is restless then we can't have any peace if we don't have if we are not peaceful then there is no question of being joyful suppose uh, we are if you can say no peace no joy at least that part we can all can understand sometimes if somebody has spoken something very hurtful we are our mind is hurt and then even if we eat some delicious food we barely taste it so we don't get any happiness when our mind is agitated and especially we have we have lost peace so in one sense krishna is saying here peace is the foundation for happiness but the interesting point is he is giving us a trajectory of what will happen if we become disconnected so probably we all can experience this that we all have our slips and falls earlier we discussed this trajectory of slips and falls from 262 to 63 how from contemplation one goes downward now krishna is talking about something similar over here but he is moving from a different perspective over here so earlier from 262 63 when he said that when we contemplate something from contemplation comes infatuation from infatuation comes obsession so contemplation comes attraction attraction comes infatuation and like that it goes on till there is stupefaction our intelligence is destroyed and then there is self destruction that was the trajectory that we had discussed here uh, krishna is talking about a similar trajectory but from a different perspective there his focus was that if then there are some tempting objects now when we contemplate on the tempting objects so here there is the person the individual and there is the sense object when we contemplate on that object that's when the degeneration starts that was 262 63 here krishna is talking about something else that here is the same person and on the other side you can say is some meaningful engagement we are having this connection connection is yukta and gradually by this will become purified that was described in 264 65 but now 
is describing in this text, there is the same meaningful engagement. And if we don't, if you're not connected, if you're not meaningfully engaged, hmm, there's nothing in between over here. We are, there is, we are disconnected. So the self, the person, then from here is the downward trajectory that is being described. So if we do not have a meaningful engagement, now why would we not be engaged? That not having the engage, not being meaningfully engaged itself means that our we have no functional intelligence or no functioning intelligence. You can say it's a, a that. We understand that this world is a place of temptation, that we have a finite lifespan. And if we are not, why would we want to just waste time and not be doing something meaningful? If there's no functioning intelligence, then from that, the next stage would be that we would go downward towards no steady mind. An idle Mind is a devil's workshop, as we say. So if we have, if our intelligence is not steady, then if our intelligence is not strong, not sturdy, then the mind will go here, there, and then it will we'll have no peace. Oh, this person spoke like that. And why did that person do like that? And this person is better than me. And that way, whatever little happiness we have, it will be stolen away. And this is strikingly correlated with an interesting figure that, that most of the times the uh, most like the worry time of people, the worry time coincides with their non-work time. By work, I don't just mean a job. But whenever people are not engaged, doing something meaningful, that's when they start worrying. So, Ashantasya, what if that goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What if this happens? So in this way, here we see that what Krishna is offering is something quite profound. That he's urging us to stay meaningfully engaged. So... Hmm. Reflections, comments? It's interesting, this definition of intelligence. You know, it's just, it's different than the intelligence, the definition of intelligence that we're maybe conditioned to in material world. Like we think of sometimes intelligence as, as like how much you know or how quick or smart you are on your feet. But you described it as, um, as understanding that this is, that this place is, is temporary. Right, so understanding the difference between matter and spirit. Yes. Actually, here, intelligence, there are many different ways in which intelligence can be understood. But broadly speaking, intelligence is, is the correspondence between perception and reality. Extend these two are coinciding to that extent, intelligence is there. Now, of course, 
now if we consider this broad definition of intelligence then within that we can put specific in, uh, intelligences say for somebody has a verbal intelligence that means they just know the right thing to say at the right time that the word they speak coincide with the situation that they are match the situation they are in mm -hmm. so if somebody has say artistic intelligence that means again the the thing that they want to depict is what they are able to depict so there is so so we could say in that sense intelligence is this is not entirely different but it is this is a much bigger definition if say nowadays we have what we call as iq now iq has various abilities but mathematical abilities is there so counting numbers it's important to be able to count properly to do basic math but that's a subset of this intelligence so um, if we under, understand this point that uh, as you said the twin truths that the world is that we have finite time and we are fallible so then we need to be we need to keep ourselves well engaged yeah that's that's really interesting so it's not really even a different intelligence it's more just a broader intelligence because the broadest intelligence the broadest perception in reality is that the reality is that we're all spirit souls the perception being that that is what's real so that's the broadest intelligence yes perception is that yes we are spirit souls but we have finite time to realize our spirituality and at present we are fallible we are vulnerable so we need to we need to protect ourselves we need to be on guard thank you is balram yeah you said that uh worry time is no non work time that's really interesting uh, uh because you know like often when i'm worrying about all that i all the work i have to do you know it's actually that i'm not working and one of my mentors he often if i if i say too much that oh you know i'm worrying too much then he'll give me something to do and uh you know it's very nice i hear i hear also that in india you know if you're too depressed that they'll just marry you off they'll get you married they say you don't have enough to do <laughs> okay <laughs> that's true it's it's actually depressed or even somebody is lazy somebody is being <laughs> irresponsible yeah that it's like marriage is the point it's almost not forced but it's a forced engagement not engagement in sense of what comes before marriage but it's like okay you have to take up responsibility now you have to now of course that also doesn't always work because only if the person has a basic uh, basic value system that now now i am responsible for a family i have to become serious so then that value system that value system is there ingrained through upbringing and that that works but it's good actually one of the ways to avoid overthinking now uh, the over the overthinking is generally associated with underacting underacting means not in the sense of like a movie acting but but not acting adequately so when there is greater activity and greater activity then 
naturally the overthinking decreases. That can be a part of the solution. Let's move on to the next verse. This downward trajectory, how it can happen, Krishna states with an example now. Indriyanam hi charatam yanmano anuvidhiyate adasyaharati pragyam vayurnavam ivambhasi. Oh, I like this one. This is one I like. As a strong wind sweeps away a boat on the water, even one of the roaming senses on which the mind focuses can carry away a man's intelligence. So, here now, actually, if we look from the previous verse's context, then what is going on becomes clearer. So if we are disconnected, that means basically we have a dysfunctional intelligence. What is going to happen? That's what the, the, the link is with intelligence over here. So basically, we have, if you could say there is the intelligence, then there is the mind, then there are the senses. Now, all these are a part of the self. Hmm. Then beyond all these, have the sense objects. The sense objects that we have, it is being sensed that I, basically this is all in the inner world. Of course, you could say beyond this is the soul. This is our inner world, broadly speaking. Now, the senses they focus on a sense object and then that creates a, a gravity pull. Sense, the senses are always going to encounter sense objects. That's unavoidable because the world is filled with sense objects. But what happens is when the mind does not have any engagement, then the mind and the senses come together and this creates a strong force. So let's the gravity example we already used. Let me skip that for the time being. Let's use another. The example here is that when this contact comes up, this creates a stormy wind. And then, if the intelligence is like a compared to a boat, this pull extends upward and it's, it gets pulled away. So, this pull, how it's generated is that when we have nothing to do at that time, Maybe we're just wandering along on the streets. Suppose somebody's a recovering alcoholic and they're wandering along the streets without anything to do and they see a bar. And as soon as they see a bar, now there might be a dozen shops over there, but they see a bar, their mind focuses on the bar. So we could say here, it's a bar with a bottle in it, many bottles in it. And then there are the eyes. And this is, say, a recovering alcoholic. So then the mind dwells on it. Is contemplate there is the mind focuses, the mind gets infatuated, captivated. And then even if that person knows, oh, this is dangerous, one relapse can drag me down, but that generates such a force that it just takes us away. It just doesn't let us 
restrain ourselves. So that's why one needs to be careful. So the, the metaphor is that if we are on a boat, a boat in an ocean, boat in any water body, if you are a river wow. or ocean, the boat is in a vulnerable situation. If the strong wind is going to come, then the boat person has to be alert. If they're not alert, they'll get swept away. So the next verse, we'll talk about being alert. That if a wave is going to come, now normally speaking, what we say, in the ocean, the wave natural in the sense that it is generated by nature but in our case the wave of desire we could consider in our case the wave is it's it's generated it is this was naturally generated is generated by our distraction by our carelessness when we let ourselves dwell on something, that's what pulls us down. So the next verse will say, therefore, don't be reckless. Don't be carried away. Don't let yourself get carried away. Add anything to this before I move forward? It's, yes, it's a very vivid example, vivid verse, vivid metaphor in the verse, actually. I have one question, Prabhu. It's a beautiful example. I just wanted to clarify, like, I feel like we've also talked about desire as being ingrained or coming from our past. So by carelessness, you're talking about restraining the senses, like literally not looking at the bot. Don't be in a bar so you can't see the bottle. The key point is anubhidhiyate. Anubhidhiyate is focus. focus on whatever the mind focuses so we cannot avoid seeing so the point over here is we are talking about engaging the senses that means we work functionally we go around in the world we do our services but while we're doing the services we will encounter tempting objects now do we dwell on those objects if we if we are purposefully engaged, let's say if as a student we have to go for an exam, and it's a very important exam for us. Even we pass by a very tempting place, we're walking by to go to our college or exam center, we won't spend much time on that because we are purposefully engaged. But if you're not purposefully engaged, then how will the downfall happen? Because we have nothing to think about, we'll be looking about for something to think about. We and then oh that's it. That something catches our eye and then it catches our mind. And that's how we go down. So it's the point is not here shutting out the senses. The point is having something constructive to focus on so that we won't get distracted. Nice. Thank you. Let's complete the next verse because it's continuing of the same theme. And then we will therefore o mighty arms 
One whose senses are restrained from their objects is certainly of steady intelligence. So this is almost going round a circle now. What we have to do is that while we are while we are working, while we are functioning, then we ensure that our senses are purposefully engaged. They're not mindlessly wandering. That if they are purposefully engaged, then what will happen essentially is that we won't get carried away. But if they're not engaged, then we will get carried away. The theme over here is just stay engaged. If Nigruhitani Sarvasha, don't let the senses wander here and there. And if we do this, this is a sign if its senses are purposefully engaged. This itself indicates that our intelligence is steady. So in one sense, steady intelligence is both here is descriptive as well as prescriptive. Descriptive means that it's describing the seers, like we mentioned earlier, that, but it's also prescriptive for seekers. That those who are seers, they will naturally be watchful. They won't let their thoughts uh, get carried away by whatever they perceive. That will be natural for them. So this will be, you could say, effortless or natural for them. And for us, this will be effortful. But this is what we need to do to be able to stay safe. Can I summarize other reflections. Mm. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when we talked about um, when we talked about like emotions, or it's not that you're supposed to turn off your emotions; you're just supposed to see them in a broader context it's kind of the same with your desires right like you're not supposed to just be desireless but apply them to to a higher purpose yes that's the idea of being well connected no if when we are connected so suppose somebody is a doctor and the doctor is uh, examining a patient now the patient might be might be physically attractive. And normally the doctor might feel physically attracted to the patient. But when the doctor is clear, I'm here as a I'm here as a doctor and this is a patient and I have to treat this person, then that purpose will ensure that okay, this is not the place for this is a place for healing. This is not a place for romanticizing or romantic fantasies. So that way, this is an ordinary example we can say. But we can apply this for a, a broader context. We cannot avoid contact, but we can ensure that the we cannot avoid contact or avoid its perception itself. But we can make sure that our intention ensures there is a, the intention is we have an intention can override the the perception, or you could say 
there is a sensual sensory perception but the sensory perception when we have a higher intention then that will override it hmm. very cool thank you summarize we discussed three verses today there was only three points so the first verse at the maximum discussion 266 we discussed basically the degeneration happened that we are disconnected when we don't we are not disconnected means basically not purpose purposefully engaged then the four things happen the intelligence goes off there's no intelligence then there is no steady mind then there is no peace there is no happiness and these are both well as well as sequential all four can also happen and at the same time they can also happen linearly and then the next was a example of when we are disconnected then we become deluded how deluded because because the from the senses a storm comes up the sense objects from them a storm comes upward and takes away because it's almost like a it comes and drags the intelligence down from the sense objects to the senses to the mind to the intelligence and it's a there is a fall that happens because of this. the wind carries us away and therefore there has to be vigilance so vigilance essentially means here stay focused stay engaged and then we won't get distracted thank you very much hare krishna thank you thank you